get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was the voice of Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. We go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and you see Nate Burleson, the co-host of Good Morning Football on NFL Network, every morning, and he's with us now on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Nate, great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Well, let's start with this. This has been such a weird year and so much discussion about whether or not we're going to be able to get through the season. What's your gut feeling with everything that's happened over the course of the last week? Do you think that we're going to be able to get 16 games for everybody? I believe we will. You know, I, I, I am just like everybody else when I say that I didn't think that we'd be at this point. Over the summer, I was prepping for another long shutdown and hopefully picking up football in 2021. Uh, but once I saw the other sports start to take off, and, and it, it started with the sports that didn't have as many people, you know, the golf and the tennis and the boxing and the UFC. But when the NBA got going, I said, okay, now we have a shot. Um, and if the NBA can finish the season, I know it's completely different because they have the bubble down in Florida. Um, we can put in the proper protocols, uh, make sure we keep everybody safe, not just the players, but also the coaching staff, front office, and fans in the stadiums that are allowed. Um, I, I just feel like they're doing everything they can to protect everybody involved. And when you think about the announcements that happen, it's not like we're trying to hide anybody from um, knowing what's going on. You know, when you hear, you know, Ben Roethlisberger might be on the COVID list, like, okay, this is the hottest team in the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger could be having an MVP season, and they're saying, hey, we're going to have to hit him if this is indeed the case. Um, that right there, even though it's shocking to Steelers fans, it just shows me that the NFL is doing the right thing when it comes to keeping their eyes on everything surrounding the coronavirus. Nate, speaking of Big Ben and the Steelers, he was, as you mentioned, placed on the COVID list, but they're hoping that he's going to be available Sunday for that game versus the Bengals. If he is available, do you think it will impact him at all not having any practice reps throughout the week? I believe it will. Yeah, we saw Cam Newton hit that COVID list, and he's actually playing well up to that point. And he set out for a week and came back and, just seems like what this weekend he recaptured a little bit of that magic um but it seems like he was sluggish right out the gates um that's because you're you're not around the guys and and who truly knows not just um from a preparation standpoint how it impacts the game plan but let's just talk about the individual i mean we don't know if if cam was feeling sluggish or if he just he was a little cloudy in the head if his body felt like he was recovering from a flu if he was asymptomatic or he had symptoms like there's a thousand questions surrounding what type of impact it has on the player physically and mentally. So to answer your question, yes, there's going to be some type of impact. Um, those that can uh, be, be, be you know removed from the list and placed on the field, it's one thing to be a, a cornerback or a safety or a position where you can have a sub. But if you're the quarterback, you're touching the ball every play. 
Um, the game depends on how clear you are in your mind and how well your body feels. Nate Burleson, NFL Network, with us on 101 ESPN. You mentioned Big Ben this morning on your show on TV. Why do you think Ben Roethlisberger is the MVP? You know, I, I said on the show that um, he's having a good season, but let's not be fooled by the undefeated year. I mean, there's guys that I would give a nod um, above him, but you know, if you're talking about the MVP conversation, it's usually a handful of dudes. So you should mention Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you can't make your mind up and say, well, it's Russell Wilson. Well, look at this past weekend. Josh Allen kicked his butt. And I say Josh Allen because I, I realize they're not head-to-head and quarterbacks don't face quarterbacks, but Josh Allen outplayed Russell Wilson. So if you're, if you're keeping into the, the idea that you need to have recency bias because the, the season is very fluid, you have to mention Josh Allen, right? Because he started off really hot had a few games where he wasn't looking okay, and then it seems like they're back on track. Aaron Rodgers has to be in the conversation. I mean, there's moments where he does look like the best quarterback in the business. I mean, we're going to keep going. Lamar Jackson is our reigning MVP. Even though there's been some games this year where he doesn't have the same type of dominance, you know he's going to have an incredible run towards the end of the season. And speaking of an incredible run, that's what Pat Pat Mahomes has been on since he's entered the league two years ago. And he's 25 TDs, one interception, and they only have one loss on the record, just a small blemish. So if you're talking about the MVP, you know, all due respect to Big Ben bouncing back from sitting out and people questioning whether he was actually going to play again, um, look at Pat Mahomes. And I, I, I said this on the show, I, I truly believe it's, it's like when Steph Curry pulls up for a three and he makes it. It's like we don't get ex- as excited as we used to. Even when he pulls up, you know, just past half court, that should be impressive alone. We're like, yeah, but that's Steph. You know I mean? He's supposed to do that. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Let's not just get so used to seeing Pat Mahomes doing what he does that we forget that he is elite and that he is in a separate conversation of talent, skill, and intellectual, and, and how he's intellectually approaching the game. So I, I, I think that Pat Mahomes needs to get more credit, and I know he is a, an MVP and a Super Bowl champ. I, I get all that, but I'm talking about right now in the moment, why aren't we mentioning his name? It's funny, Nate, you bring that up because I said to Michelle on Monday morning, and Michelle grew up as a huge fan of Dan Marino. I'm not ready to say yep. that Pat, Patrick it. Mahomes is the best thrower uh, uh, or the best quarterback of all time. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best thrower of the football that I've seen. I th- uh, and I watched Marino's career, but I've never seen anybody throw it with the, the arm strength and the touch and the accuracy that Mahomes does on a regular basis. No doubt about it. And it's tough because Dan Marino is known as one of the purest passes of all time. Some would argue that if you look at a Dan Marino uh, spiral too long, you'll, you'll get lost. I mean, it is hypnotizing. It, it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The time it leaves his hands and where it lands and his ball placement throughout his career. Um, he just didn't have the rings to support it. If he had a ring, we'd be having a whole different conversation about who the goats are. But that's besides the point. When it comes to Pat Mahomes, I agree with you. He's a great thrower. Um, he can throw. I think what makes him uh, more appealing to the eye just aesthetically when we're watching him, is that the off-center throws. You know, it's not the traditional step into the throw and, and release it like it's, it's out of a movie. It's, it's, he can do that too, but then there's the passes where he's fading away off one foot like Dirk Nowitzki shooting a mid-range jumper. You know, it's when he's rolling to the left and then he's throwing right, something that every quarterback's coach says you should never do. It's when he's looking one way and throwing the opposite way while feeling pressure so essentially a no-look pass like Magic Johnson on a fast break. You know, it's, it's, it's the creativity that makes him one of the best passers 
um, in history. Now, and let's be very clear, just so people that are listening, they're saying, okay, Nate, okay, Nate, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't want to be right. I just want you to understand that it is a different game now. Some things are more acceptable. You know, back in the day, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, coaches weren't telling you to do those things. They wouldn't allow you to do those things. But now there's been this, um, there's been this you know, freedom in players. Just like now you see more guys attempting one-handed catches. When I was a rookie, my coach said to me, uh, I went to attempt a one-handed catch, kind of bobbled a little bit, then I caught it late. And he said, one hand till you make the Pro Bowl, kid. And I laughed, and, and he was like, no, seriously, you're not Randy Moss. Like, one hand till you, you actually can do it. And that was because um, he wanted every player, every wide receiver that wasn't as great as Randy is making one-hand catches to do it the traditional way. Two-hand catches. You're not that cool. And you don't practice it enough. What we're seeing now, these things are being taught. Like Steph Curry works on the half-court shot. Pat Mahomes works on the no-look pass. You know, the, 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 the hurdles that we're seeing that happen way too often, and you're like, holy smokes, how did that dude at 6'4", 250 pounds, jump over another grown man that's going to pay millions of dollars to take him out? Because these guys do that, and they practice it. So the norm has become what Pat Mahomes is doing. And as we're seeing with Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, oh my goodness, you're starting to see that what used to be odd is starting to be a normality. And I want to ask you about another quarterback in the GOAT conversation, and that's Tom Brady. A rough weekend for him as the Bucks fell 38-3 to to the Saints. And his head coach, Bruce Arians, kind of throwing some shade at him in the public, saying that he had a poor throw. He said Mike Evans was open and he just didn't get targeted. And we know that Bill Belichick used to be really tough on Tom Brady, but that seemed to be within the confines of the organization. So what do you make of Bruce Arians saying critical things about Tom Brady to the public? It's well-deserved. He should. Why hesitate? Why hold your tongue? You know, Tom Brady, he's open for criticism just like everybody else. He's, he's, he's the guy that we mentioned first in the GOAT conversation. And I, and I think we're at a, a place in time where we realize, okay, we've complimented him for 20 years. He had one hell of a run. And whenever he didn't fulfill expectations, he's heard from it because that's what people do when you're the best at it. And just because he's not in a Patriots uniform – um, it, it doesn't mean that he's removed from guilt. He's not without blame. Tom Brady makes mistakes just like everybody else. And, and to be honest, the expectations are higher. And they, and they should be higher. The standards are higher for Tom Brady. Tom Brady left New England, a place that was home. And it shocked us all. And not only did he leave New England, he goes to Tampa of all places. And we're like, oh, man, Tampa? What are you talking about? Were James was out there playing up and down? Okay, he's in Tampa. And then what does Tom Brady do from there? He starts to make this team his team. He brings Gronk out of retirement. He's like, Gronk, hey, enough of the cruises, bro. You want to play some football? He comes back. He's making plays. And as of recently, you know Tom Brady had a hand in bringing Antonio Brown to the Buccaneers. So if that's the case, if I'm giving you a little bit of that luxury to help mold this team, and you are our leader 100%, when you mess up, I'm going to bite your head off. Because you know what? I know Tom Brady appreciates that because he demands that same type of play from his teammates so the way that you challenge your your stars is by challenging the best of those stars phil jackson he knew how to get into jordan's mind phil jackson knew how to get into kobe's mind so the the great coaches they're not just x's and o's guys they're um i i, I call them master motivators and bruce is one of the best nate burleson this was so much fun you were great we appreciate it hopefully we can do this again sometime yeah no doubt about it you guys do a great job 
All right, appreciate it. Have a great one, and we'll see you tomorrow morning on Good Morning Football. That is Nate Burleson, NFL Network on 101 ESPN. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Next up, we're going to cross things over towards Coops with Danny Mack with the voice of the Cardinals on FS Midwest, and our teammate Dan McLaughlin is next on 101 ESPN.